The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. They say over from an atheist Israeli soldier, a tanker in the Israeli army, who one time was in a tank running drills along the Syrian border. And the drills that they used to run were mock-style drills. They'd kind of go up and down the border. And at the same time, they would do different procedures preparing if there would ever be an attack. This particular Israeli soldier, who happened to have been the gunner in the tank, in every tank there are five men. There's a driver, there's a loader, a gunner, and another two. <laughs> so he was the gunner. It was like a guy who sits in front of a machine playing a video game. But it's only one life on this game. You don't get another two, three chances, Laleno. So he says over that they were driving along the Syrian border. And somehow or other, they were doing a procedure. And they found themselves all the way at the end of the border, much further than when they were supposed to go. And suddenly, when they went up on the top of one hill, they looked down, and there were five Syrian tanks just sitting there. The moment these five Syrian tanks saw that they have a lost Israeli tank on their hand, which went way past the border, they started pursuing them. The tank turned around, and this gunner relates that they were driving as fast as they could, but it was a tank. How fast can you go? And suddenly they felt the shadow. They felt the heat of the five serene tanks behind them in hot pursuit, literally. They decided after looking at the terrain in front of them, if they were going to go the smooth, straight route, they would catch up to them and they'd be outnumbered five to one. They saw some brush off to the right. They decided to drive through this brushy, bushy type of an area that's difficult for tanks to go through, hoping that maybe they'll lose them in the ins and outs of the terrain. He writes that right when the Israeli tank entered this bumpy, rocky brush area with the five tanks right behind them, suddenly in front of them they saw something that blew their living minds. In this desertly-like brush area, they see a rabbi in a talit and tefillin with a sidur, shuckling, praying, right in front of the tank. As not to hit the rabbi, the driver pulls off to the side and actually goes right around him, continuing off now to the left. They turn around. And they want to see exactly what's going to happen to the rabbi. The five Syrian tanks are in hot pursuit right behind them. Suddenly they see that one of the Syrian tanks that drive right up to where the rabbi was standing blows up. They look forward. Again they see the rabbi out in the field. As not to hit him, they avoided him. They drove the other way and around. And again the tanks continued. They came to the spot where the rabbi was standing. They blew up continuously like an obstacle course. Wherever they saw the rabbi as not to hit him, they drove around him. Whereas the Syrian tanks continued in the path where the rabbi was standing. Right when they got to the spot where the rabbi was praying, they blew up. Till there was only one tank left. At that point, they felt proficient enough. They turned around and went to battle one-on-one. -on -one. 
And our boys know how to fight. They have Borei Olam behind them. And they hit him on the first shelling and destroyed the last serene tank. Miraculous. You think the story stops there. Well, this boy writes that this great miracle that happened to them, not knowing who that rabbi was who saved their lives, realizing that they just drove through a Syrian minefield. There were mines that were buried all over this field. And every time they came up to one of the mines, there they saw the rabbi standing. And as not to hit him, they drove around it to safety. The Syrian tanks blowing up on their own mines. Miraculous. Unbelievable. Oh, but it gets better. Because at the end of the month, when this boy, the gunner, he goes home to tell his family and friends what happened. After a short, brief weekend of Chofesh, he comes into his house. He sits down by the table, and as he's telling his father over the miraculous story, suddenly he turns white. He starts convulsing, shaking. He looks up on the wall, and there he sees amongst the family pictures a small picture of a rabbi, a great-grandfather, the face of the man he saw earlier that week out in the minefield praying with Talit and Tefillin. The boy totally lost himself. He screamed to his father, Abba Mize, Zeharav, Zehaben Adam. That's the guy. He's the guy that was out there in the minefields. He was the one that was standing showing us. We are not to drive, saving us from the mines. Who is that? His father smiles. Zehaba Shelcha, Zehaba Shelcha, Zehaba Sheli, Zehaba Shelcha. This is your grandfather, who you never met. Who you never met. The mines of life. They're out there buried under the ground. We don't even know they're there. We don't have a clue that we're driving through a field of danger. And Borei Olam comes and shows us. I'm saving you even from the danger that you don't even know exists. Let alone from what you think is dangerous and what you're worried about. That's what you're worried about. Oh, if you would only know what's really out there and what I'm saving you from every day. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.